by split decision. What is going on, Split Decision listeners? Welcome to episode number five, Split Decision podcast. Here in uh, North London today, back in uh, the deep dark ends of Hornsey. How are you feeling today, Matthew? Better now than I did earlier, let's put it that way. We uh, had a few drinks last night, I hear. Yeah. I mean, I went out last night, haven't been out for a while. My tolerance has plummeted for alcohol. And uh, yeah, I was feeling a bit ropey this morning. I thought, oh, I'll just firm it a bit for a cup of tea or whatever. And I made myself a smoothie. And, uh, you're trying to get some vitamins in, in, in your system. Yeah, they were there for about 20 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully your body has all some of them. No, I feel good. I yeah. feel good. I'm ready to go. There's a lot to get through today. So, yeah. Uh, well, I've got the Spurs Arsenal derby later on today. I know like, we have got a lot to cover, but a little shout out for that. Obviously, yeah. you're a uh, die-hard Tottenham fan. Yeah, I think... We were saying earlier, like, I think I'm too confident going into this one. Yeah, it's never good, is it? Nah, and I think uh, I've just been stung by the arse yeah, too many times. Yeah, I've broken too many times yeah. before. So I'm quietly confident, but fully aware that we can fuck it up and probably will. Yeah, I mean, that's similar to how I feel when uh, West Ham played Tottenham. I always get a little bit too confident beforehand, but I know we never, uh, never had much going on. Why are you confident when West Ham played Tottenham? Well, because you think, right, yeah, Derby, they're up for it, but uh, doesn't always turn out in our favour. The last few years, you've done all right, in fairness. Yes. Giving it all the, uh, it's happened again, it's yeah. my yeah. least favourite chance. <laughs> so anyway, but anyway, uh, what have you been up to? Not a lot, to be honest, we had a, so it was 1st of December yesterday, wasn't it? So I went out and got the tree, the first one, living on my own, so... Uh, Seminal moment. Yeah, a bit of a bit of a milestone. So it was nice. I mean, it's, it's amazing how much the uh, the costs build up. Obviously, you get all your ball balls and that. By the time you finish, you spend about fifty quid, and it's like, oh, a bit pointless, really. But investment. Yeah, no, it's nice to get into the Christmas spirit. Yeah, I haven't really got that going yet. No. no. Save it till you get a little bit closer no, to I it. I think uh, me and Harry buy one. This week, next week, you got to get, like get something. You got to get a little tree up at least. Yeah, we'll, we'll have a tree up, a gay couple. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But, uh, yeah, there's a lot of fights over the weekend. A lot of fights next week. Uh, fight news, so we'll get cracking. As yeah. Well. Start on Friday night. We have the Tough Twenty Eight finale. Yeah. Good main event. Yeah. Good main event is the that is the the main one. I think we should talk about. Yeah, the tough winners. A uh, couple of nice submissions from both of those. Uh, obviously, it always remains to be seen how well they actually transition into the big leagues once they win tough. But I think because the UFC has the most talent already, there's not really a pool to choose from outside the UFC that's going to win tough. So the tough winners aren't as successful these days. It's just, well, that's it, yeah, because they they, they'd be in Bellator or someone else if they were really there yet, wouldn't they? Exactly. It's more of a sort of... Secondary title these days, it wasn't what when, when Bisping won it in Boris Griffin. No, it's nowhere near so it. I don't, I don't, it's just a tired format. It's like Big Brother, it's just, yeah, we get it. That's it, it's a tired it's format. And like you say, where, who are these people and where are you finding them from and why aren't they already in a decent promotion? Exactly. I think it's time to go, but uh, it seems like they've been continuing. But yeah, I think we're going to get at least one more season out of it for some reason. Joy. Yep. Can't wait for that one. But uh, yeah, congrats to the winners, but we'll go into the main event. What yeah. Think of it? Well, it's decent, wasn't it? Usman against RDA. I mean, I say it was decent. It was a, 
little bit of a mauling from Usman. You said last week you thought Usman might just Usman him, and uh, that pretty much came to fruition, really, didn't it? That is my first correct pick. Yeah. In five weeks. I'm buzzing. I've got the scorecards here. It was 50 43, 49 45, and 48 47, so I'm not sure what was going on in that one. No, it's a bit odd to get that one in there as well. But luckily it didn't screw him over. No. Usman looked good. Yeah. He's, um, a, he's a bit of a monster and he's, he imposes himself upon you. Yeah, Nigerian nightmare. I think he is a bit of a nightmare, isn't he? I mean, no one's really solved that puzzle as yet. So we were talking about this before, who he's going to find next. The Sanjos is kind of that stepping stone, it seems now. Can't get too many above him that you can match him with. I think Ponzinibbio is probably the one that makes sense to me. Well, I think that you could easily make the case that Usman deserves a title shot now. But in my eyes, Colby deserves it. He was the interim champ. He was going to fight Woodley. He said, no, I just need a little bit more time to get ready. And then they decided to strip him for whatever reason. Well, so let Darren Till go and fight for it. So he's he's not interim champion, was he? I don't think he is. I think he carries himself as the champion. He carries himself as the champion. Yeah, he took it to the White House and that, didn't he? But, <laughs> but re- regardless, I think uh, Colby deserves a title shot against Woodley. And I think that's a really interesting match-up, which we could get into sort of as that maybe approaches. But for Usman, you mentioned it just there, I think Ponzinibbio would be a brilliant matchup. Both kind of on a similar level, similar level, similar kind of runs, beating everyone put in front of them. And I think it'd be interesting to see if Usman could do what he always does against Ponzinibbio, who's got such good striking. Yeah, I think initially I'd favour Usman, purely because out of the striker and the grappler, I'd always favour the grappler. Mm-hmm. Especially a wrestler as well. Yeah, exactly. Can't strike off your back. So. But yeah, that'd be a very good one. But uh, they, they should make that. There's nothing else to make, is there? No, I don't Everyone think so. Tied up. One of the boys up there, isn't he? But I'm not really interested in seeing him fight with one. I don't see uh, him getting much joy out of that. I think they're scared to put one the boy against these up-and-comers because they don't want to see him in the title picture again, do they? Yeah, probably not. Well, Woodley's champion. Yeah, that, yeah, you can't make that third fight, really, can you? I mean, people... Moan about that uh, second fight, fair dudes, but that first fight was brilliant. It was a brilliant fight, you know first I mean? fight. Yeah, it was tactical, couple of knockdowns. Uh, Wood, uh, sorry, Wonderboy, Thompson, landed some shots, rock Woodley a little bit. So the first fight was really good, second fight, not so good. So maybe if you think it carries on on that trajectory when they both know each other even better, maybe the third fight would be even worse. So. Yeah, that's definitely make. No, there's not much appetite for that, I don't think, really. But uh, that's a uh, segue a bit. Um, what about the rest of the card? So, uh, I don't want to get too much into it. I think there's much better fights uh, last night. I think just a little mention to Darren Stewart, the dentist, unfortunately lost a decision. Oh, yeah, he put up a decent fight, though. And I think, from what I was reading, people were expecting him to get sort of outclassed and easily dispatched by uh, Edmund. Shabazi and Shabarian, something like that. Yeah, we'll go with Edmund. Yeah. Uh, yeah, apparently they thought he's a highly talented prospect, easy matchup, and then uh, Stuart had other ideas. Yeah, I think he made him work for it. I mean, that's not, I don't mean that as a backhanded compliment, but what can you do really when, when someone's maybe got the better of you? Better man wins on the night, you know, it's just, it's just how it goes sometimes. That's a game, isn't it? Yeah, he'll exactly. So uh, go back to the drawing board, you'll be back definitely. Yeah, maybe, might even get shot in London. In uh, March next year. I'll be very surprised if you don't. Yeah. yeah. Makes sense, doesn't it? But uh, that aside, I suppose you've got Shevchenko's sister got a win. 
Munoz beat Carraway. Yeah. He's on a decent run. They're the only notable results, really, from that card. I mean, Munoz is really on the run now. He's only lost to top, top boys, isn't he? Yeah, it's good. It's good. Well, it's better than good. Uh, it's just always that difficulty when it's levels, isn't it? There's levels. Daniel Cormier, let's say, there's levels to this game. Mm. And it's... Uh, there might not be much difference, but it's always difficult to bridge that gap once you get to that top tier. But another win not going to do his chances any harm at all, is it, for Munoz? So, see yeah, how it goes we'll from keep here. on keeping on. Yeah. But that side, I think that wraps up tough. Yep, yeah, I think so. Yeah. One, so we'll move on to one I was really looking forward to, UFC Fight Night in Adelaide. Had a lot of Aussies on the card, but unfortunately it wasn't really their night last night. So we'll, see, uh, we'll start with a main event. You had a... Uh, JDS, Junior Dos Santos against Bam Bam Taito Avata. And so um, JDS got the win in this one. Stopped him, ground and pound. It's unfortunate, really. I like Taito Avata. Did you see his walkout as well? No way. It was quite good. He had sort of the Maori kind of, uh, I don't know, warriors, priests doing a little uh, traditional dance type thing before he came out. So where's he from? Is he. Australian? So he's Australian, but I think he's of Aboriginal descent or Maori descent. Right. Um, so it's like him and Pedro, they've got all those uh, traditional Maori tattoos. Uh, so I think, uh, I don't know if you saw when JDS landed in Australia, they went and did a bit of a sort of a Maori ritual with the face paint and stuff like that, gave him a, a proper welcome. So I think that's his background. I think he likes to sort of represent that side of Australia. And I'll be honest with you, I thought, I thought, Two of us to look good. He was, as you would expect, he was on the front foot. JDS was boxing and moving, using his footwork, using his boxing ability. Uh, two of us are just, everything was with uh, fight-ended intention. You know, he's just throwing power with everything for a nasty leg kick, which um, affected JDS for the rest of the fight. It's, uh, you know, hurt him. He was kind of a bit shaky on his leg. But um, as far as the finish is concerned... Maybe just got a little bit too lazy, a little bit too comfortable to Avassa. He, uh, he backed JDS up against the uh, up against the fence, and uh, JDS threw a couple of shots back, landed. To Avassa, kind of just walked away with his hands down, not much movement, and he got clipped, knocked to the floor, and uh, yeah, JDS finished him with some uh, ground and pound. And I have to say, it's a big, big win for JDS. I think he's not going anywhere, is he? No. He's heavyweights, man. They're just, they're just stays. I mean, he's. It makes sense for him to fight him, guy, now, doesn't it? Guy who called him out. Similarly ranked. Both stand up boys. Yeah, I think that's a good fight. I'm happy to see that one. Yeah, did he call anyone out or anything? I mean, he's too much of a gent, isn't he? Yeah, no, I don't think I don't think he called anyone out, uh, JD. It's not that I saw anyone. But, um, yeah, so I think great win for JD. So I think Francis and Garnu. He's called him out. That's what we all like to see. That's what the US likes, USC likes to see. You've got to set your own path, really. Yeah, exactly. And I think that makes a ton of sense. And uh, interesting fight again. I would fancy Francis. I'd fancy Francis. Seems to have got his mojo back. Yeah. And he only needs one punch, doesn't he? Yeah, that's a great fight, though. And um, where, where does Bam Bam go from here? Yeah, well, it's a bit strange because um, he lost, obviously, but uh, Dan Hardy gave him the mic after the fight. You don't sit really see people who've lost call people out but uh, Taito Avassa called out Justin Willis who won earlier on the card I think he said something along the lines of uh, Justin Willis you fucking bitch I'm coming for you 
So uh, difficult to see uh, Justin Willis not respond to that. And I think Justin Willis is, uh, he was number 15 going into this. Bam Bam was number 11. I'm happy to see that fight as well, if it makes sense. Is there some kind of needle with them two? I'm not sure. Something must have happened. Something must have. Now you've said that, I think something happened earlier this week. Sure. With Willis? Yeah, I should have probably prepped that. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, yeah, I don't know. Or is it just because he uh, beat Mark Hunt on his... It could well be, yeah, it could well be. Wants to avenge that loss, maybe. Talking about that fight, should we cover that one? Yeah, well, do you want to <clears throat> Do you want go straight into that one? Yeah, we'll go hot. So Mark Hunt on his uh, final UFC fight. I think he's going to carry on fighting outside of the organisation. But Oh, is that what it is? It's not his retirement? No, I don't think he's retired for good. I think he came out and said, um, there was someone asked him, is this your last fight? And he said, yeah, in the, in the UFC, this is my last fight. Oh, that's interesting. Mm, so maybe one FC. battles, any with yeah. Brock Lesnar and I think, stuff? I think he just had enough. I don't think he was treated well enough for the legend that he is. One FC is a good shout. Yeah. I mean, not be surprised, would you? It's just a little hop on a plane from uh, Australia to Japan or yeah, wherever so they're staging them. So yeah. I could see that. I've seen Bellator as well. Yes. They've got the uh, heavyweights going on, haven't Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's a bit gutting, really, to see uh, Mark Hunt lose. Was it a dominant loss, or did he just lose a bit of pep? It wasn't... Do you know what it was? Justin Willis fought really well. Was he good? Really well. Good strategy. Essentially, jabbed and moved. Jabbed and moved and just frustrated the life out of Mark Hunt, who was just trying to knock him out. And he, to be honest, I don't know too much about Justin Willis' background in terms of his boxing skills or whatever, but he put on a little bit of a clinic. Against a striker. Against like a striker, that. yeah, I know. It, it was it was um, <coughs> just a really good tactical performance, like I say. Jab, move, Mark Hunt coming forward. As he gets close, jab, move off to the side again. So I thought he'd done, done really well, you know. Got the unanimous decision win. Um, yeah, and so that was the performance. I think just have to give Justin Willis a bit of credit for what happened after the fight as well. So he's got the win. In comes Dan Hardy, hands in the mic. Justin Willis says, look, this ain't about me. I've got nothing to say. Go speak to Mark Hunt, Mark Hunt and then walked off, which I think uh, is an absolute legend move on his yeah, part. Quality. Yeah, I've got nothing but respect for him for doing that. No, no, he's good. Fair play to him. Yes. Uh, and then just after that, we just skipped over it. We had a showgun against Tyson Pedro. Another Aussie against legend type feel. And unfortunately for the uh, the men down under, Shogun got the win in this one. Got the TKO stoppage. Uh, there's a little bit of caveat to that because I think Tyson Fury... Uh, Tyson Fury? <laughs> Tyson Pedro, even. He had a bit of an injury to his ankle, it looked like... Um, and the shot that kind of put him down wasn't much of a shot, but you see his leg kind of buckle and give out from under him. And then once he was there on the floor, he had no way of forcing himself back up on that ankle. So uh, Shogun, yeah, TKO'd him. Got the win. Uh, so, you know, unfortunate again for Tyson Pedro, but massive, massive win for Shogun, who, like JDS, you just cannot get rid of him, can you? Nah, and uh, my third round comeback KO win. On the money. Well, like you say, you haven't got the... Well, neither have I. We haven't got the best <laughs> record for predictions, but you call this absolutely spot on, this one. Well, pat myself on the back. Mystic Matt. Yeah. Well, I did say JDS would win by decision, so uh, that didn't come in. And also said Mark Hunt would win. But I'm, uh, I'm bigging up that Shogun one. 
Yeah. <laughs> but it seems like the UFC's um, plan there to sort of get the young guns to knock off a few legends backfired again. The old guys aren't really playing ball, are they? No. You can't do that in this sport. There's too many variables. Yeah, you can't plan it at all, can They're you? too good. <laughs> Excuse me. But uh, unlucky for Pedro, who'd you like to see Shogun fighting? Well, that is a good question. I think um, it all depends. Are the UFC going to give him a gen, uh, a genuine route back to a title shot, or are they going to continue to use him as a bit of a stepping stone for the up, up and comers? I think the latter. I think it yeah. probably could be the latter. Um, so I think one I'd like to see if Jimmy Manuel can get a win this week, I'd like to see him face Shogun. But I think we're much more likely to see Shogun fight someone like a Johnny Walker to build up his name. Unfortunately for Shogun. Yeah, after Walker's last performance, no one ain't going to be sitting there. No. I like the Manor idea, though. Manor can get through it, even if he doesn't get through like the next week. I think he will, but if he, if he don't get through it, Manor was going to be on that card. Shogun, to be honest, he ain't getting the title shot. No. He put him in front fights, and that's a fun fight, Shogun, Manor. And Manuel, I think, was smoking. Yeah, I agree, especially at those uh, heavier weights where it's almost impossible to uh, win four, five, six fights in a row. Yeah, so there's just there's a couple more I'd like to... Um, Touch on. So we had a uh, we had Paul Crave on this card. See the uh, the bear Jew, the bear Jew, whatever that means. Got no idea. Uh, Scottish fighter. Unfortunately, suffered a loss to Jimmy Crute. So I think we should just give a special mention to Jimmy Crute. He's a 20, 22 years old, eight and zero record. Steps into a bit of an experienced campaigner against Paul Crave. Uh, Paul Crave, good on the ground, good jujitsu. And Jimmy Crook finished him with a Kimura. I think he's a brown belt himself, Jimmy Crook. So it's, you know... 22 brown belt. Oh, no. And in the UFC. Where do you find the time? We were saying earlier, they're starting so much younger, do you think? So like before you get a 16, 17-year-old who's been boxing all his life and tries to learn the grappling. But these, they're starting MMA at 12, 13. Oh, no. They've just, so they just got all the skills. These older boys haven't got a chance, really. No, they just, you know what I mean? they just haven't got that as well around the game, have they, really? But no, it's... Good win for him as so, well. So, yeah, unfortunate for Paul Craig. Good win for Jimmy Crute. Another one for the uh, light heavyweight division. Uh, just something uh, I would throw into the Jimmy Crute fight. He had a he had a Kimura. I think it was on Paul Craig's right. And the referee, I've got no idea what he's doing. He had, he, so, if you've got a Kimura on your right arm, what, what hand can you tap with? Your left. Your left. So, you think your ref would move around into that position to see it? Nowhere near. And... Thank God for Paul Craig, Jimmy Crute let go once he tapped, because otherwise the ref was not going to stop that at all on this. There's one submission you don't want to hang on to, aside from ankle locks. It's a come on, right? Oh, I know, because once your shoulder goes, gone. yeah, that's gone pretty much for the rest of your life. Okay, no. So fair play, Jimmy Crute you. there. Um, and then maybe we'll just quickly mention Sadiq Youssef, featherweight, UFC debut. Against uh, Sumer Mactarian, also a UFC debut, and a pretty devastating win for Sadiq Youssef. Again, a little bit of criticism to the referee here. Joe from Ref Watch. On a bit of a warpath for the refs this week, I wasn't very impressed with any of them, if I'm being completely honest with you. Even Herb Dean was um, a little bit suspect with his telling people to work when someone's got side control and throwing punches. He's got to get Eva Bean in there, the savage. He's not stopping anything, is he? But so yes, yeah, Sadiq Youssef, first round TKO, bit of a bit of a strange stoppage by the referee, but 
he looked very, very impressive, to be honest. I think he's going to be a real contender in this uh, featherweight division. That's what's good. That's the fight night for us, quality for. You always get these up and kind of stages or whatever. So when you look at the card beforehand, sometimes you're like, oh, set up the brilliance. Can't bother. And then you miss out on sort of breakout performances and you feel like you've got to watch them. So sometimes better than the actual pay per view, right? Yeah, definitely. Much better. Not, not usually, but at least. As often as the pay-per-views are good, mm. the fight nights with people never heard of are just as good. It's just you don't have that emotional investment with the actual names, do you? No, That's of course. That's the only difference. Yes, and that, it does make a difference. We can't look over that. Mm. But, um, yeah. Decent pretty, card already, Pretty right? good card, I thought, to be honest, yeah. Decent crowd in Australia. But I think it was in the morning, right? Yeah, I think they did it like they did in the, the UFC in London. When Disney thought, I think it was at some crazy time in the morning. I bet it was smashed. You must be, right? Yeah. I mean, it's a bit of a shame. I, I get why the USC do it. They're an American company. They like to take advantage of the American market. But um, it's a big wide world out there. But that's... It makes sense if it's on pay-per-view. Because you'd have the pay-per-view on a perfect time yeah, in America. they're the ones that... But a fight night. Like, yeah. Is that even on the telly? Is it on fight class or what? Well, I assume it was on uh, Fox or whatever they do. But if you truly want... If you, especially if you've got Aussie fighters on there. Sure, you want to get out into that market, you put it on at a time and they can watch it. Right? I would have thought so. I'd like to see it. Well, obviously, they can watch it one in the morning, but right, you know. Yeah, I know what you mean, and I'm not too sure why I do it, but there I'm you sure go. There's a reason. Yeah, it is what it is. We'll wrap that one up, shall we, Adelaide? Yeah, I think so. Sweet, so we'll uh, get some fight news, right? Yeah, we've got a few decent fight announcements this week. I think the big one that we're, me, well, me and you particularly, are very interested in, I'm sure. Our um, huge amount of listeners, <laughs> which we haven't got, they're also very interested in this one as well. Nathaniel Wood has um, got a replacement opponent that's been announced. Yeah, unfortunately, he's uh, Tom Buchan, where I've got Paul, I think he's an elbow. Or something. And that would have been an amazing fight, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah, that would have been like the, the European tear up the Phantom Way that been trying to make for years, or everyone wanted to see for years. But Andre Yule is stepping in, and Yank. Um, no, Mark. No, he beat Hannah Browns, one and only UFC fight last time out. Obviously, Browns shot to pieces, but I really know what's going on there. Yeah. Talk about Paul from Grace. You look at some of his performances back in the day, so what he is now, I don't know what's going on with him. Is it USADA? But as it is, Andre Yule beat him last time out in fighting Fanny Wood. So we've been looking at their records, a pair of them. They sort of match up quite well. Both got choke wins, KO wins, decision wins. So it should be an interesting matchup. I'd obviously fancy Nathaniel Wood in this one. Yes, got a fancy him. Not, I mean, we always pick out British fighters, but I genuinely believe he's got enough to get this one done. Yeah, I, I think he's a future champion, to be honest. The only thing that worries me as a fan is his cricket style where he gets in firefights and he always seems to get hurt at some stage. With the exception of quick knockouts and stuff. That last fight, he was in trouble in the first round. Yeah. He was in some serious trouble. He locked on that choke in the second. But, um, yeah, I, I think it will be a good test for him. I think he'll be made to work for it. I think he'll get the stoppage late. But I think, I think he could get in trouble early again and turn it around. He's got a chin on that boy. Yeah, he has. And I, I don't know, the way I look at it is hopefully, hopefully, he's um, fighting like this now build up his name, get some hype around him. 
And once it steps up that level and starts getting into sort of title contention, then you get a bit more tactical and you start to use your skills a bit more wisely. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, that's not exactly what Brad Pickett done, but... Um, Pickett was just... What, what, have you ever seen a boring fight that he's been in? You know, lose? No, no, no. The family was exactly the same. Being his protege, I can't see it changing. Yeah, you, you might be right there, to be honest. The only thing is, that's, in, that's the end of December, right? Yeah. UFC 232. March 17th, I want to say, London? Um, well, yeah, something like that, mid-March. I mean, if he wins this, he can easily co-main that. But you don't want him to get injured or have some kind of suspension where he can't compete on that card. It's the only thing I don't like about a fight is the timing. Yeah, I, I'd, I'd like him to be fresh and ready to go. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd love to see him at London, so I, I am with you a little bit on that one. But nevertheless, he's uh, got, got to get through this one first. Yeah, I mean, these are the sort of tests he needs, sort of equally up-and-coming fighters as Team Andre Yule, if you're thinking the same. So, yeah, hopefully we get to see the Duke and Mark in London or something like that. But best of luck to Wood in this one. Yeah, definitely. Things to fight that. So another fight that's got a bit of interest in, uh, in the UK, to say the least, that got announced this week. It's finally happening. The rivalry. Paul Sentex Daily, Michael Benham Page. At last, we get to see it. In Connecticut. Yeah, well, I say we get to see it. We might not get to see it, but it's happening. Yeah, I don't know what they're playing at with the location there. No, we, we all know they've got some difficulties putting it on uh, UK TV as well. Even though they own a UK TV channel, <laughs> they just can't manage it for some reason. It's madness, isn't it? It's so you tune in for MVP and Bailey and you get Pepper Pig. So. <laughs> yeah, crazy, but what do you reckon about this one? I like MVP in it. Purely because of the star matchup. Obviously, you can't write off daily. No. But I think he'll be swinging for the, the one punch knockout, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Whereas MVP's more likely to be able to pick him off and then finish it with some kind of. Well, he can, finish, he can finish fights as well, can't he, MVP? So. With all limbs as well. Yeah, definitely. Do you know what I mean? I mean, he broke someone's skull, didn't he, with a knee? So. Yeah, that's a bit, a bit urgent, that. <laughs> yeah, a little bit gruesome. <laughs> but I think Bailey's got that sort of one weapon, which is a great one. Obviously, I think he's one of the me actually before, but he's mainly his left hook. Yeah. MVP for all sorts. He's boxing matches, he's MMA fights. I, yeah. I would lean towards MVP. I think I would lean there as well, but regardless, it's um, a fight we've been wanting to see for a while, so just happy that they've managed to actually get that done. Yeah, and obviously. Probably the first real test for MVP, or at least the biggest test so far. It's mad, isn't it? He's like 31, 30. This is his first man for that. Yeah, and I mean, I guess he's been able to forge a living doing whatever he's been doing, you know, outside of these top fights so far. So, fair play to him. We're not, we're not anyone to kind of knock him for that. But, yeah, I think it's about time that we get to see him up against people like Paul Daly. Yeah, so if he beats Daly, I think they get uh, Douglas Lima, so that would be a big test. Yeah, yeah, because Douglas Lima's no joke, is he? Yeah, one of the top well weights. But, uh, nevertheless, yeah. Good fight finally made. When is it? February, I think. Yeah. I want to say. Around then, I think it is. So, yeah, a little cracker there. Something to look forward to. As is potential McGregor Poirier rematch. McGregor Poirier, yeah. So, they fought, that well, they fought before at Featherweight. And, uh, so, McGregor knocked him out last time at Featherweight. Can you see much difference up at Lightweight? I don't. I, I can see it being a war, to be honest. Well, I think Dustin Poirier is not averse to. Getting in the war, is it? No, that's just um, 
obviously this fight's nowhere near announced yet. This is just a rumour. He posted a picture of some red pants. Red panties, yeah. Which we all know what that means. Um, but I'd, I'd, go, I'd side with McGregor, but I don't think it would be as straightforward as last time. He did seem to get in his head last time, which is the only thing. Yeah, I mean, I would side with McGregor again. Um, I mentioned levels. I think McGregor's just a level or two above Poria. It's just like, if you call that cash, though, do you even have that drive all that stuff? Yeah, that's definitely a factor. Um, but saying that, he did step in to fight Khabib, which you wouldn't really want to do. You wouldn't think if you got 100 odd million in the bank. No, nah, no, nah, of course not. But he, he got paid for that. Of course, yeah. You know I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there is always that. But, but it's good that they're actually making these matchups and he's not getting thrown in a rematch with Khabib. Like they're actually using the ranked guys against the ranked guys because they're also saying that Tony Khabib will happen. Hopefully. Winner will fight McGregor Poirier, winner. So yeah, and I've got no problem with them doing it that way around. Like I, said, I don't really want to see the uh, McGregor Khabib matchup next. You, we have to see Tony Ferguson against Khabib. You can't try and palm us off with anything else. No. We have to see that fight and find out who's the best. Yeah, and then yeah, I'm happy to see McGregor Poirier winner get the winner of that. One big loser in this is blowing up in his face. It's uh, Nate Diaz, right? <laughs> he just needs to sort himself out. I don't understand why he won't just come back and just fight someone. Well, it's just because they're all just going to pass you by in the meantime, aren't they? While these guys are all fighting and getting wins and building their names up. They make the McGregor Poirier one. UFC to call his bluff, and he's that's it now. Yeah, big time. Nowhere near it. But maybe he's not that bothered. Who knows? Maybe not. I mean, where's his cash coming from? Yeah. Some big money fights there. If McGregor wins, he ain't fighting Diaz anytime soon. He's fighting the winner of the big Antonio. Yeah, yeah. Maybe he thinks he's just going to make so much off that last McGregor fight. He's just not really fast. He'll just wait for that. It's just the uh, casual fans. They'll soon forget about him. That's the only thing I'm worried about. Like, we'll all know who he is and we'll be excited to see him back. But that McGregor fight was two and a half years ago now. If I'm being completely honest, I'm not even that fussed really about seeing it. Nah, nor am I really. I mean, it, it, I, I would, when, it, when it happens, though, I mean, when they announced he was playing for it, I thought, yeah, yeah. So I'd been there. of course, yeah. And it'll be a great spectacle when it in the build up to it and during. But, like, since that fight, we've had big stars, Tony and Khabib become, that's the fight people want to see over McGregor. Yeah, they think people are over it now. They've passed them by a little bit, haven't they? Even some of the casual fans, speaking to someone yesterday, it's like, oh, yeah, I'm over, I'm over the McGregor thing there, it's just it's too much. Yeah, I'd have to agree with that, you know. I mean, if it comes back, I'd like to see it. I'll watch it, of course I will, but there's much more interesting fights in there now, much, I don't know, better fighters, maybe. Do you think the trilogy's uh, ship of sail? No, it's always there, because as soon as as soon as they start getting in each other's faces in the build-up again, you're going to get hyped up for it, aren't you? I reckon in 15, 20 years, Bella uh, Hoyer put it on. <laughs> um, nah? Go for it, yeah. Yeah, do it. Fight every year for the next 20 years. The, uh, I know you don't like talking about pay for your buyers, but I read it, uh, it must have been last night, like this morning, I went like, any states be reading pay for your buyers story. <laughs> but it, I think he got 40,000, which is really low. Which one? Uh, Ortiz and uh, Adele. 40,000. 40,000. And they were shipping it for about $10 by the time it closed. Yeah, it went to 50 to 40 to 20 to 10 or something, Black Friday and all that. That is but like yeah, 40,000. They were estimating 200. 
But uh, no, I'll pay no attention to their estimations of what they've got. Their the estimation was from the TLs. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like he's got any clue. Reliable source. Yeah. But uh, 40,000 is uh, bad, isn't it? pretty terrible. Yeah, I mean, do, are they making any money off that? I know. Although it was interesting that um, Ella was saying it's about time that these fighters got paid properly. And then uh, a fighter came out and said, What are you talking about? I got paid 1500 and 1500 That's mad. It's crazy, isn't it? I'd get more than that, working in. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and you're not getting punched in the face. So. Well, unless you, unless you, unless you really mess up. <laughs> we'll leave that. Um, but yeah, no, I thought that was an interesting point. Actually, I thought Brian in there, but yeah, Dana went off on him, didn't it? Calling it Oscar Della Weirdo, which I thought was the jokes. Do you know uh, what? Yeah, I thought Dana, I thought Dana was quite ben. funny in his responses. Yeah, he's right though. I think Bane is the one who's come out on top in this in terms of looking like a true promoter. A hundred percent. So one hand you've got in Sam Wine putting Chuck out there, he's not, clearly not up to it or whatever. But then he's putting in CM Punk and stuff, so there is the other side to it. Yeah, and, and if that fight had gone a couple of rounds, Liddell landed a few shots, looked half decent, then I think Oscar De La Hoya would have a right to say, look, nothing wrong with that, that's a decent fight. As it turned out, it was the complete opposite. So, yeah, I think Dana gains a bit of credit in that respect, maybe. The uh, California State Athletic Commission has uh, suspended the Dell indefinitely. No, I know, I saw that. What, it is what, mad. It was their fault for putting it on in the first place, though, right? Well, I think the uh, the commissioner came out and said, look, this, this fight was going to happen regardless. They were going to make it happen. I would prefer to see it under my jurisdiction so I can make sure it's safe as possible. That's bollocks. Yeah, I think that's, that's totally bollocks. Because yeah. like, if you really cared, you wouldn't do well, it. Surely if every commission didn't sanction it, that's bollocks. Yeah. It's money. Uh, not having that. No, you got a little backhander, didn't you? Right? Yeah. It's a better weird. I was sorting them out. Yeah, definitely. Um, other interesting news, talking about different promotions. One championship made another move. Do you reckon that? Yeah, so Sage Northcutt has... Um, left to join 1FC for one interesting point he hasn't been cut he saw out his contract he sort of uh, backed himself relied on himself believed in himself anything else you want to add into that and he thought I'm going to fight out the contract and see what the offers like and uh, 1FC offered him a better deal so he said right see you later I'm off yeah well he's on a free fight in the I think but um, I think he's on a fair wedge before and I don't think the UFC was seeing a return on that on that wedge no, I mean, it is interesting that they invested so much into him. He's got so much potential. He's got the profile and the looks and all that. A little bit annoying uh, in his personality. And his, his, uh, Jesus love him. I, 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 I kind of like him, though. Yeah, I know what you mean. He's like, too goofy, which is what I like. Yeah. I annoying at first, but then I was like, it's, it's good. I know, it's a contrast as well, isn't it, to everyone else you see. But um, I think it's a good move for him to go to 1FC, maybe slightly lesser uh, level of competition. Plenty of time to build himself back up. So they've signed quite a lot of Americans now, haven't they? Yeah, they're definitely trying to make some big moves. It's interesting. I was listening to the Mighty Mouse on uh, Shah the other day. He seemed excited about it, getting to the esports thing. He seems to go for a different different sort of road to the UFC in terms of the market they're trying to hit. And I'm, I'm excited for it. I hope there's like another pride. Yeah, Asia. do you know what? You spoke about the, the Shah podcast there. He said... Um, he sort of let his fans, quote-unquote, down. Because he hasn't been paying much attention to 1FC. I feel like I'm in a similar boat. Who hasn't? Uh, Sharp. Sharp, yeah, yeah. He doesn't recover it. 
I'm in a bit of a similar boat as well, to be honest, because I haven't been paying too much attention to it. And maybe I'm going to be a bit Johnny-come-lately, but now they're making these big moves, they're kind of showing that they're a legit organisation, really, aren't they? And I think you can watch their fights for free on the 1FC app. Yeah, I did try downloading it the other day. Went, oh, the other day, about a month or two ago, when Eddie Alvarez was on the Hawaii show. Yeah. He said you can just download the app, whatever, just try downloading it. Blanket did it wrong. <laughs> but if that is the case... That's quality. Yeah, that's great, isn't it? But better than Bellator. Better yeah. than Pepper Pig. At least you can see them. But uh, no, that's very good uh, of 1FC. They're going to sort of try and reach that US market. Yeah, European market as well. European market. Yeah, definitely. But um, so what? Mighty Mouse is in a competition, right? A tournament? Are they making a tournament with him? Yeah, I think it's a flyaway tournament. That's right. They're not giving him the belt straight away, are they? Uh, right, so might as well beat a few people. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, yeah, we'll have to sit and wait on that one though. See what other moves they make. Obviously, Brandon Bear is still there. Yeah, I'm sure. That, I'm sure there'll probably be a couple of more signings in the, in the upcoming months. And uh, yeah, like I say, I think I'm definitely going to start paying a bit more attention to it now. Yeah, we were talking about the uh, Oscar Della Weirdo thing. He um, Oscar Della Weirdo. Oscar Della Weirdo. Actually, genuinely called Della Weirdo. Della Weirdo. He gave gave him another option. We said before. Fight as an option, going down that sort of uh, boxing model. So 1FC gives an extra option, which is always good. Yeah, exactly. The competition is going to just drive the, the quality of the products up. The UFC, the iron sharpens iron when you've got a bit of competition you've got to tussle with. Yeah, of course it does. It's going to make them all better. You've got to make sure you're uh, you're pushing pushing your own uh, promotion, your own production. Exactly. You've got to make sure you're always improving, trying to keep those fans because... Now we've seen, maybe up to this point, they could say, well, you can go and watch other promotions if you want, but the quality isn't the same as you get in the UFC. Now we're seeing that they're getting there. They're getting up there, so they've got to make sure they're... Uh, getting there. Getting there. They've got to make sure they're still uh, putting out the goods. Reminds me of the Monday Night Wars. Monday Night Wars. WWE back in the day. Hopefully a bit of that going on. They're both improved due to the competition, so yeah, big up one FC. Sage, I'm not. I don't think he'll go too far in the UFC anyway, so it's a good move for him. Yeah, uh, if he earns money, maybe for him. Yeah. So, be interesting to see what happens there. But yeah, fair play to him. News wise, uh, there are some other fights made, but I don't think we really need to cover them now. No, I think we can maybe cover them uh, in the upcoming weeks as they start to get closer. closer. Yeah. yeah all right. Okay. Uh, there was another fight last night. Yeah, they were a little swerve away from the MMA. We had some boxing last night. If anyone wasn't aware, Tyson Fury against Deontay Wilder in California. Did you stay up or did you, I can't remember what you said, did you stay up or watch it in the morning? Or no, what? so on the pod last week I said, no, nah, there's no chance I'm staying up and paying for that. And then yesterday I thought, do you know what, I'm going to stay up and pay for that. <laughs> and then it got to like 11 o'clock, I was like, no, nah, I'm not going to. You could have gone up and got up. I could have, but uh, I knew we had a bit of an early start with a podcast today. So yeah. and, and also had to fit in the uh, Adelaide card as well, so didn't bother in the end. But uh, ended in a draw, which, uh, I don't know, slightly predictable, maybe, slightly suspect there. Yeah, some dicey judging, I think. Yeah, so I think we look at scorecards. Well, so I haven't watched it all. I've watched highlights and I've read up on it. From what I heard, it was, um, as to be expected, Tyson Fury put on a little bit of a boxing clinic, won most of the rounds, and then um, Wilder knocked him down a couple of times later on, pretty badly in the 12th. So on that basis, you think, OK, Fury's won most of the rounds. Even if Wilder gets a couple of knockdowns, 
cut the 10-8. It's not really enough to win. As it turned out, someone had it 115-111 to Wilder. So that's a four-point swing. Yeah. Bit odd. 114-112 to Fury, even if he got knocked down twice. So you might think that makes more sense. Yeah. And then 113-113, which again, all the knockdowns makes a lot more sense. That wild one's a bit. So it looks like that 115-111 card to Wilder kind of uh, that's decisive in the end. Just these these big fights happen to be draws. It's just so corrupt, isn't it? The game's gone. Well, it's, that's, it's always been like that. It's it? always yeah. been corrupt. Yeah, definitely. Of course it has. But, uh, you know, you had the um, first fight, Canelo against Triple G. Exactly. Yeah. Somehow turned out to be a draw as well. Yeah, it's just so uh, you can make a rematch. I think the rematch was in London, Manchester or something. Well, I th- yeah, I it think that's so makes fury, sense. So he ain't lost. No, neither lost their row, have they? No, I have to say, to Tyson Fury, didn't win, he got the draw, but to be out of the room for two years, or right, he's had two warm-up matches against cut machines, and I just didn't really do anything, but um, all credit to him, you know, getting, yeah, a, getting, a, getting a draw against the hardest-hitting heavyweight around, who's never lost and just knocks everyone out. Nice. He's just a legend. We were saying this last week, Tyson Fury, love him, but I love him either. Yeah, and I, I, was, I was watching the weigh-ins live on Friday night, that was just pure jokes. Tyson Fury just being a character as always, having a little dance. Oh, the geezer, man. But it's like, yeah, he is. But um, but yeah, I think he's, he'll be happy with that. Decent enough. Yeah. He says like, everyone knows I won. Do the rematch, make more money. Obviously, um, he's not interested in the money. An interesting point was, didn't he give his purse to charity? Well, he said he was going to give all his money to sort of build homes for the homeless back in the UK. Yeah, I'm not quite sure and how you go about doing that, but fair play to him. Oh, yeah, big time. I don't know if you saw him uh, knocked down in the 12th and he's kind of uh, Undertaker-esque. I was literally about to bring up the Undertaker purely because I've seen a, a little gift going around. Yeah, he was on the floor and it must have been five, six seconds flat on his back and the rest of his face counting in and he just goes whoop and up he gets. It was madness how he managed to get up from that. That's love the geezer. Yeah, so all credit to him. By all accounts, probably should have won that fight. But uh, like I say, Get the rematch now. AJ not coming across well here without even doing nothing, right? Worst possible result for him, really, yeah. wasn't it? Don't get the winner. What does he do? Sit, wait, or I'd imagine he would have to fight someone else because he's probably got a mandatory. Probably needs to keep himself active. Don't think really anyone's really bothered about who he's fighting. Selling out Wembley for the next fight. Unless it's Wilder or well, do you know I, what I mean? Like, I think I think he attracts a lot of casual fans not really actual boxing fans they just watch Anthony Joshua even now though I think the cracks are starting to show on his sort of fan base they're like starting to question who he's fighting and stuff yeah I think so so I mean I'm a, I'm a Joshua fan you know yeah, I like him. but uh, I, I just think he, he's come out worse yes because of this result maybe the Chisora or white winner well I wouldn't mind seeing the white rematch yeah it was a good fight yeah and tested him as well Exactly. That's, magic seems to happen when in two getting the ring, right? Yeah, definitely. And yeah. Uh, I did hear a little rumour that Joshua is actually into Eddie Hearn now, saying, you make me look like a pussy, oh, you're going to have to start making this fight and give me the give me the big boys because I'm kind of losing all credit here. I don't know how true that is, but... I, I would imagine he is. Got to be, hasn't he? Yeah, he's, he's, a lot of pressure on Hearn now. Yeah. Well, he's, he had a master plan and it's, it's backfired, really, isn't it? Yeah. So... Uh... Back to the fight, I think that looks like it's going to probably be next year at some point, right? Got to be in England. 
It's Fury Wilder rematch. Got to be. I'd like to see it. It's the only reason it's a draw, right? So they can make this rematch. I guess so. I mean, Wilder's still the champ. That's the only thing. So he, uh, maybe he's still the A side. Maybe he can still call the shots a little bit. I, I think he'd want to come over to England, to be honest. I think it, it builds up his name, doesn't it? I think so. A lot of people know his name rather than they did a month ago. And if you're selling out 60, 70, 80,000 seat stadium, paying 50, charging 50 to 200 quid or whatever a ticket, you're going to take home quite a lot of money there, aren't you? Yeah, exactly. And it'll still be paid for you as well. Yeah, I mean, uh, I can see it happening. Hopefully. I do really hope it happens in the UK. Uh, uh, it's a shame is there's no resolution to that, but yeah, we'll see a rematch. It is a shame, but like I say, all credit to Tyson Fury for... It's all we've been through and stuff. I know. And I watched um, in the early rounds, Fury's just, it's unreal how quick he is and how good his footwork is. Yes. He was just popping wilder with jabs. Well, I'll make him look a bit amateur, in all honesty. What is he? He's, uh, how much does he weigh? He weighed 18 stone, I think he weighed in at. 6 nine, 18 stone. And he moves. He moves like a middleweight. Yeah, like, like Demetrius Johnson almost. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> I don't know about that. Maybe not quite that, but uh, yeah, middleweight. Maybe, like you said, middleweight's maybe a bit yeah, more accurate. Yeah, yeah. Nah, fair play to him. Yeah. Big up size of Fury always. But uh, that'll wrap up all the fights of the weekend, right? Yeah, I think we're done with this weekend. Quite a lot to get through there. Yeah. So we shall have a look ahead to the upcoming weekend. Quite a big one as well this weekend. UFC 231. <laughs> Main event, Max Holloway, Brian Ortega for the featherweight, featherweight? featherweight belt. Cracking fight, isn't it, this yeah, one? Yeah, two two favourites of mine. I know you, you love these two fighters as well. Uh, difficult to pick. I like Ortega. I like his jiu-jitsu background and the way that he, he rips people's head off in the octagon. But uh, you can't not like Max Holloway either, can you? Uh, just a bit of a G, isn't he? It is. But... Uh... He's worried how he's going to turn up after how he looked last time. What was that? Concussion? Was it a wake up? Don't think it ever really got fully described. It was worrying, I think. It must mean it's something. I mean, yeah. Because if it was a concussion, you'd say, oh yeah, I've got a bit of a concussion. I think making a pick now is going to be difficult. Ask. You want to see the Wayne's first? the Wayne's. Yeah. He's this week. I mean, yeah. If he's anything like he was last time when the fight actually got pulled, was it the day before? Or of the week. Yeah. The week off. Very short notice. Yeah. So, hopefully we don't get another situation like that. You've got to remember as well, he tried to cut weight for that Khabib fight. Yeah, and they pulled him out of that as well. So, he's not doing himself any favours, but hopefully he's done the weight quite right this time. Certainly move up at some point. Well, he's had plenty of time to prepare for it, so you would think he's got it under control. Obviously, we don't see him in person, but apparently he's fucking wedge. Yeah, I think he weighs. Yeah. I think he's just... Long, long arms and legs, big guy. Mm. Yeah, definitely. But I think if, if he can turn up healthy, I'd have to give a slight edge to Holloway in this one. I think he's maybe just a better all-round fighter. Ortega's got some vicious jiu-jitsu, but I think Holloway's got good enough jiu-jitsu to not get caught. You never know. Just negate it. Yeah, I think so. Um, I would agree with you, but he's evolved, isn't he? That knockout Frankie Edgar. Oh, yeah. You, like, people don't knock out Frankie Edgar. And he just... Sent him into another dimension almost to the cut. He's a big boy as well. Like you say, I can't call it to him. No, and I think I'd be happy to see either lad win, to be honest. Yeah, I'd like to see both move up. In fairness. Yeah. Yeah. Just stack that 
lightweight division up even more. Yeah, there's not enough names in there. <laughs> well, it all leads to a one six five, really, doesn't it? But, but um, so what's your official pick then, James? We'll, we'll, we'll get a little pick in. Official? Not. I'm gonna go early doors pick. I'm gonna go Holloway. Bye. Mm, decision. Five rounds. Yeah, I think I'm gonna agree with you there. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I can't look past it going five rounds. I can't see someone finishing someone. Maybe a late TKO. Maybe yes. Sir. It's always there, isn't it? Ortega's got lots of ways of finishing. Holloway has as well. You say there that Holloway will probably negate his jiu-jitsu. I think he will be in trouble at times. I think he's, he will have to overcome some kind of sort of ground yes. tussle with Ortega. But I, I can see him overcoming it, winning it 3-2, to 4-1, to something like that. Yeah, I think that's pretty fair yeah. uh, prediction, to be honest. I can see him moving up after that and all. Yeah, getting any younger in terms of the weight cut. What's, what's one four five in stone? 11 stone, 10 stone. Yeah, about 11. S- small, right? Really small, yeah. To make that bowler count, he cuts about 30 pounds. Quite a lot, so. Yeah, he'll be moving up soon, I think. But uh, yeah, cracking fight, that's how it goes through. And the next one, the uh, co main on that one, also a cracking fight. Mm. We've got Valentina Shevchenko against uh, Joanna. Yeah, correct me if I'm wrong, which is probably the case. <laughs> I think Valentina's beat her in my type before. Yes. She's bigger, I think. She's a bigger well, she used to be one three fight and JJ was one one fight. Yeah. So I think she might have beaten it twice in uh, my type. Really? Yeah. I can't see anything other than Shevchenko. When they basically just want to put the belt on her, don't they? Yeah, I, I think understand it's I think Shevchenko's too good. I think Joanna's been a you know, a champion, Joanna champion for a long time, but I think it's Shevchenko's time. Yeah, I think I don't know. I can't remember for the life of me what we were talking about, but when we said that people aren't owning up to their problems and their mistakes as a fighter, taking ownership of it, Joanna is a prime example of that. After the Rose losses, both of them. I still don't think she believes she lost no. those two fights. The first one, she said the nutritionist lost it for her. Yep. And the second one, she won the decision. Yeah. So I can only see a Shevchenko dominant victory. To be honest, if she's not rectified her errors in the Rose fights. Think about what a former bantamweight is going to do to her. I think she'll finish her. So do I. Yeah. Yeah. So I think we agree on both of those so far. We, we need to disagree. With I know. We have to try and find some uh, jeopardy at some point. So we'll have a little. We've got uh, Gunny Nelson, obviously a bit of a European legend. He's fighting uh, cowboy Alex Oliveira. Mm, I don't really know. It's a bit tight this one. I say it's a good chance for Gunny Nelson to get the win. I mean, Oliveira's got some uh, slick jiu-jitsu. I'm pretty sure it's a black belt, but. Gunny Nelson, I think, uh, might have a little bit too much. I don't know, it's difficult to say. Yeah, he ain't been around for a while, has he? He hasn't fought for a little while. He looks in good shape, though. He's posting pictures on uh, social media and what have you, so... Be interesting. I think it's um, such a slow start, and he's so chilled out. But I can see him losing the decision I'll go with as my pick. Go Cowboy decision. Go Cowboy. Due to him having a slow start. Fair enough, yeah. It's just too laid back at times, that karate style. Yeah. Waiting for something to happen rather than sort of creating it himself. Yeah, no, I see where you're coming from on how I can't really disagree too much. Uh, but I'll bet Gunny. You can have Cowboy in that one. Yeah, I want Gunny to win. Don't get me wrong. I'm just that. I'm just thinking out loud. No, I haven't really looked into this fight, to be honest, but it's a decent scrap. Was it in the main card, that one? Yeah, it's on the main card. Yeah, it's quite high up as well, so... And that'd be a good one. Nice so it's it's actually a decent card, one. Oh, yeah, it is really good. The next one underneath that, the legend that is Jimmy Manuel against Thiago Santos. Big Jim. Been trying to see this fight for a couple of t- uh, 
couple of times, a little while, it's fell through, it's fell through. Hopefully, we finally get to see it this weekend. Yeah, last time. Well, it wasn't that long ago, though. Uh, Manuel Danny's his in his last uh, well, sprint it, session. Yeah, well, he touched sprints. down in America, didn't he? And then just popped his hamstring right yeah. before the fight. Yeah, but, so I'm surprised he's back in time. Do your hamstring, it's gone, mate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's done well to get back in. But I'm really looking forward to this fight. You know, it should be fireworks, shouldn't it? Santos has looked good recently. He's a monster. Come up from middleweight. He's a bit of a dicey record, a bit up and down, but he's been looking good recently. I, I, st- I still think Manu will beat him though. I think he'll be in trouble early. I think he'll get it late. Might potentially lose the first two rounds. I think Manu gets it done. Set up the Shogun fight in London. That's my uh, what I'd want to happen rather than actually think it's going to happen in terms of the matchmaking. But yeah, KO third round. Yeah, I think that's a pretty fair prediction. I'll probably back Jimmy Manuel in this one as well. I think he'll finish him. I think he'll finish it any time. He's just got that special dynamite in his yeah, hands. Yeah, touch of death, isn't it, really? But, um, yeah, big fight for Jimmy. It's really his last run, I think. Probably, he's getting on. He's, yeah, I think he started when he was 28, which is pretty mad how well he's done. Yeah. But what if I might have this completely wrong, but I think was he built in it? Yeah. Which I think he was. He tore his pec doing a massive bench press or something. So he thought, "Fuck, I can't do anything here." So he started doing jujitsu off the back of that, purely because he got an injury doing uh, weights, and then the rest is history. It's mad, isn't it? Yeah, it's weird. It is weird how some of these fighters kind of fall into it. Mm. It's not, it's not really something you think you could just fall into just fighting in a cage but, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah like I say he's had a good career probably yeah a little bit of a last run now I think if you can try and sort of manoeuvre his matchups in such a way that he actually gets that title shot whether he wins or not is a different matter obviously got Jones and all that in there can't see him beating the likes of him but you never know that power like we talked about yeah that's it I can't really see it but Echo what you just said there, he's got that power, so he's got every chance. And uh, yeah, hopefully he gets this win and then we see him in London next year. Yeah, like I say, that division's looking not too shabby now. Yeah, it's definitely picking up a bit now. And European heavy, isn't it, though? It is, but. It's good, but not a bad thing, I don't know why I said it like that, but it's just an interesting point. I don't know why all the Europeans. Yeah, I guess it's just, I don't know, do you have some flowers like that sometimes? Yeah, perhaps there's also another European fighter in there. I think he's a like heavyweight, Alexander Rakic. Do you remember his performance in Hamburg? I can't say I remember it clearly, but I've got a distinct memory of him looking pretty good <laughs> for uh, all that means. Now he's fighting this weekend, so it's a little prelim to look out for. I think he'll uh, put Devin Clark to the sword. Yeah, I mean, Devin right. Clark's a pretty good fighter as well. Yeah, it'll be a good crack. But uh, I think he's one to watch. A big rackage. Yeah, definitely. And obviously, he's on the prelims of a, a pay-per-view, so clearly got a little bit of potential there. Yeah, clearly, exactly. the UFC thinks something of him. So, yeah, it'd be good to see another European pick up the win now. So, are there any other fights in there? Well, yeah, well, you've got Claudia Gadalia. She's on, uh, she closes out the prelims. Uh, a bit of a hottie. I like her, yeah. Yeah, she's nice. Uh, she gets you up against uh, Ansaroff. Um Surprised, maybe, that she's on the prelims. I think she's she's got a decent record behind her, but um, I think it'll be a good fight. She's a bit of a bit of a bulldog at Dalia. Got good, well-rounded skills, so I think that could be quite a good fight to close out the prelims. Is Ansaroff 
Um, Nunes is misses. Have I made that up? Mm, he might be right. Yeah, I don't know, that's not really the point, but. <laughs> It's like she's going to absorb some of uh, Nunez's uh, skills. Yeah. No, yeah, I don't think that sort of works no. in that way. But yeah, good day. Oh, you've got to go with Daniel, right? All day, yeah, I bet. Good day, yeah, all day. Yeah. The dying piece. Yes, the dying piece. But um, yeah, decent, decent knocks on there. Overall, I think this will be a very good card. I think you've got that main event Holloway Ortega, Shevchenko, Jacek. No, two high, high level scrappers there. I think that'd be a good one. Manu Santos should be some fireworks. Oliver and Nelson could see a couple of, not a couple, could see a nice submission finish in there. And then, yeah, a couple of decent prelims, like I say, with Devin Clark and uh, Rakic as well. So I think it's going to be a pretty good card this weekend. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it, man. Yeah, so am I. Uh, I'll try and watch all of these ones. There's a lot to get through this week. Almost too much to get through this week, if yeah. I'm being uh, completely I mean, I'll try and catch up on some of the undercards, but it's been done now, hasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's always a watching it a few days later it doesn't have quite the same effect really does it as watching it live now the next result yeah, it's like you lose that excitement and anything can happen at any time I mean that's the lure of the sport in the first place that anything can happen at any time there's so many variables yeah definitely you know what's going to happen but I know the finish is in the fourth round you're just sitting there waiting really aren't yeah, you yeah you know, okay. if someone gets knocked down when you know they win you're like oh, oh, well, I wonder how he's going to get up here yeah yeah it's, yeah, it's not got the same sort of uh, buzz is it no I know what you mean but, um, yeah, I'll be sacking off anyway. I'll just convince myself. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just pretend we watched them, sure. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, no, that's a decent point. To be honest, I will, I will watch a couple of them. I've got more recorded, so uh, that will be something to watch during the week. Yeah. Oh, sweet, man. I mean, I think that wraps up all of it. Do you know what? I think we've got through quite a lot there without going for like two or three hours, so now I think we've managed to squeeze that in quite nicely. Yeah, skipped a few. Yeah, of course we have. Of course we have. It's impossible to cover them all. I don't think anyone wants to listen to us talk for four hours about no, MMA. No, no, I mean, I like listening to Rogan, but if he talks for four hours about MMA, then that's a little bit <laughs> too much for me. So, yeah, I've got uh, I've got a bit of a backlog for my podcast. He's had some good guests lately, Rogan. Still got Jake Snake on there. That was brilliant. I've got a fight companion on there. Always a laugh. That's five. Hasn't yeah. <laughs> and I've got. Uh, Bisping dropped two in about two days. Yeah, Bisping had some good ones this week. Yeah, man. Rogan needs to get a couple of his archery people on so I can skip loads. Yeah, Do archery you know people I mean? and... Uh, Jordan, Jordan Peterson's on there. He's on there again, isn't he? Yeah, I mean, I do like him. He's a very clever man, raising some good points, but I don't know if I can really want well to listen to him again so soon. Yeah, that's a good point. I've still got the... Uh, there's the lad who swam around the sea. Yeah, I don't know his name. Um, Ross Edge, that's it. I wasn't really going to listen to that, if I'm being honest. I it's, a, it's an incredible feat, and I heard he suffered uh, some pretty horrible... He said he's, uh, he woke up and his bits of his tongue on the pillow. Yeah. Which was... Pleasant. Yeah, I thought I'd go bad this morning when I woke up. At least my tongue was in, <laughs> in my mouth. I know, you wonder why some people do these things, don't you? I think it's just once you achieve something right, right okay what's the next thing it's a bit yeah. like the Tyson Fury thing isn't it because he can feel like he completed everything did nothing more to attain so you go more extreme more yeah. extreme but um, you got anything in the pipeline of that nature no I, pr- I pretty much listened to everything I wanted to listen to last week obviously I had the uh, Believe You Me Bisping and Lucia Gomez they're my favourite ones at the moment 
Yeah, it's quite hard. Just Harrington, isn't it? Harrington, yeah, he just gets ripped, doesn't he? But, uh, <laughs> tacked it well, tacked it well, to no, be he fair. Loves it, man. He's happy to be there. Yeah. <laughs> well, I would be as well. I'd, I'd, yeah, I'd be happy to be in the studio there with him as well. You need to get on the uh, Peter Crouch one. You've been listening to I'll be listening to Peter Crouch. And getting better. Yeah, I love that one. That's really funny. Best one was the. Um, when he was talking about a piss up on a Sunday afternoon when they all went to a fancy dress shop. Yeah. <laughs> and they stopped their clothes. Yeah, they just gave him their clothes for some fancy dress costumes. When he said that uh, we went past a Tony and Guy dressed as a chicken and he was sitting there. Oh, I was pretty sick. I was pretty oh, sick. Well, he's, he's just saying, I just want to get on the piss with him. My dad tells me the uh, Danny Baker and Gary Lineker one's quite good as well. I haven't listened to that yet, but they might, might Danny Baker and Gary Lineker? Yeah, they've got, they've got a podcast going at the moment. It's an interesting combo, isn't it? A little bit, yeah, so I might, uh, might put that on. What do you reckon Lineker's like on that? Hopefully. He's not too political, on it? Yeah, he, uh, that's what I'm following. Yeah, he gets a little bit too much, doesn't he? Yeah. No, that's, I'll give it a go. Obviously, I'm a bit backlogged, like I say. Yeah. But, yeah. Plenty to look forward to this week, then. Yeah, man. Culminating with the uh, 2 3 1 card at the weekend. Uh, yeah, I've got not too much to add. No? That, mate. Want to call it a day? Yeah. Let's do it, What's the time? It is currently 5 to 2 on Sunday, the 2nd of December. Just in time for the Derby. Just in perfect timing, really, isn't it? Better check the teams. So, yeah, as always, thank you very much for listening. We are on Instagram, Twitter, Split Decision UK. You can find our podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, and also Spotify as of this week. So, you just search for Split Decision UK. You'll find us there. Leave a couple of reviews, maybe just a five-star. Every little helps, doesn't it? Yeah, I saw we got a decent review, so whoever that is... Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you have been sarcastic or <laughs> if you liked it. But thank you very much. We yeah. appreciate it. Shout out to you. Glad you enjoyed it so far and uh, hope to keep this consistency up. Yeah, obviously we're just falling forward with it really, just seeing how we go. We enjoy talking about fighting. That's so it. Why not try yeah. and get a bit of a conversation going with everyone else out there as well? Yeah, exactly. So get in touch. Keep listening. Yeah, thank you very much. And... We'll see you next time. Bye.